0: This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 6th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is
1: Franchise Today. So here we are, week four of 2021 and week one of Q4. Yes, we are finally sprinting to the finish line of our second year dealing with COVID. And no matter which side of this topsy-turvy year you've landed on, I think we've all had just about enough of this virus, its variants, vaccines and mask mandates, and the impact that it's had on our personal and professional lives. Last week, I think I termed it the longest sip in history from the tallest cup of strange brew and that comment stands. But looking ahead, franchising seems to be pushing back and doing so in full swing. Yes, silly season as I've always referred to Q4 is upon us. That's what I've always called the fourth quarter pre-COVID, that time of year when industry meetings and events came at us fast and furious, sometimes forcing us to leave one event for another just a few hours or even a day early to head right to the next one down the road. This year, thankfully, Q4 is looking much more like The old normal, and still ahead, several broker and brand conventions, events, and expos in Houston, Boston, Orlando, ahead of Franchise Update's Fall Leadership and Development Conference right here in the ATL on October 18th through the 21st. Then, shortly thereafter, IFA lights up New Orleans in November for the Emerging Franchise Conference. So, more and more, it feels like the old normal has finally kicked the new normal to the curb. COVID hasn't disappeared. I don't think it ever will but it seems that we've stared it down and finally gotten a handle on how to deal with it and continue getting on with our lives in the process. So, when better than now to have Mike Rosman as my guest. Mike's the CEO of Bowfly, the match.com of franchise finance. Bowfly was founded in 2010 when forward-thinking small business owners, lending experts, and technologists joined forces with one goal in mind, to make getting a small business loan easier. With the view that small business growth and financing are intrinsically linked and in need of smart innovation, they went to work. When they started the business, it was exclusively focused on how to help small business borrowers get financing more efficiently. Along the way, top franchise brands approached them to help speed up their franchise sales process. They wanted a better journey for their applicants with faster sales and openings. Bowfly's model solves for both. With Q4 kicking into high gear, when better than right now, to talk about it all a quick break right here and on the other side i'll be joined in two minutes or less by bowfly co-founder and ceo mike rosman franchise today will be
0: right back but first a word from our sponsors
1: Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% Mike Rosman is passionate about helping business owners succeed. As CEO and co-founder of Bowfly, Mike's been doing just that since 2010, connecting prospective business owners with the resources they need to capitalize their dreams of franchise ownership, utilizing data-driven systems and a robust online financial marketplace. Mike Rosman. Welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you having me on.
2: With the travel schedule change, Dan, I feel like I've, I'm so distant from you. We've, we've uh, Without without the regular calendar events of IFA and Franchise Times and, and uh, Franchise Update events, I feel like I haven't
1: seen you in forever. Well, it's probably feeling the same way here, but it's not just you or me. I think it's the we of us all that are kind of like all feeling the need to break out from the pent-up energy of being zoomed out for so long and anxious to get back into to the face-to-face. I heard that multi-unit conference had about 2,000 people. I wasn't there, not quite ready to jump into a pool of 2,000 yet, but I heard that that's a testament to the fact that what we're talking about is so true.
2: Sure. And we, we were there and it was my first event back. They put on a great event and I got to say the, the franchise owners and the multi-unit operators were hungry. It was apparent that they were hungry to be back out there.
1: Sure. Sure enough. Well, Mike, why don't we do what I always do with my guests and that's ask them to start us off by learning more about them by helping us understand where and when it was that franchising kind of bumped into you and found you? And what were you doing prior to that?
2: Sure. So so I started out uh, after college, I got right into banking. I started at at JPMorgan Chase back in 1995, Stan, a long time ago, and did that for about eight years. Knew I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial and, and I went to business school while still working and joined up with a business partner, a PhD mathematician who shared a vision with me that he wanted to bring credit scoring to small business lending. And it sounded like a great idea for me to join up and partner with him at that point. Very quickly, we needed to get to work and get some clients. And and along the way, I kind of stumbled upon the franchise community. And so for me, we started our first interaction was at an IFA. And I'd previously gone to years of bank events. So the, uh, in particular, the SBA lending market, the government guaranteed lending market. And so I'd go to annual conferences and and getting out there and meeting bankers and meeting other suppliers. And then I went to my first IFA event and it was it was like, like being in the desert and getting that glass of water sand. It was the entrepreneurial spirit within the franchise community was, was so refreshing after being in that bank environment. Now, I was playing the role of entrepreneur in getting this business off the ground, but pitching it to banks was challenge at best. They're not the most innovative people. There are innovative bankers for sure, but i say as a whole, it's not surprising to hear that um, your average SP a lender isn't the most innovative person. And so you have to find those special individuals out there. Within the franchise realm, it became apparent that everyone's an entrepreneur. The franchisors, the franchisees the suppliers that serve them. And so from that first IFA event, I realized that franchising was a very exciting place to be. We continuously put more effort into franchising, almost at the exclusion of the lending market. And we'll talk obviously about how we interact with lenders and, and, and franchise awards, but the franchise market was just super exciting to me as an individual and then to our to our company. And we've put all of our chips in the franchise. All we do at this point is focus on on helping franchise awards grow and helping their franchisees grow.
1: What year was it that you first endeavored into this enterprise? So I started myself and a partner, uh, that PhD
2: mathematician, started the first iteration of what pre-ran Bowfly back in 2003, Stan. And, and we we focused on the business for a couple of years, just thinking about how do we help make banks, empower banks, make better yes-no credit decisions. A couple of years into it, we pivoted and, and determined that yes, banks can benefit by making better yes-no decisions, but th- what they really want is to meet their next borrower. And and so we pivoted at that point from credit scoring into a loan matching site. And at that point, it became a real challenge to us. How do we find that small business borrower that is looking for financing? And so I would say probably around third year after starting the business, so around 2006 would have been my first IFA event. And then you know at that point became became hooked and we're, we're focused on it uh, increasingly. That predecessor company was, was called Edgeware Analytics. And after a couple of years, we did a transaction. We, we joined up. With a couple long-time lending providers to grow that Edgeware Analytics, we actually bought all the assets, started a company called we now call Bowfly, and that would have been at the end of 2009.
1: Sam, and is that how you and David Nayer got together, or it is it's exactly. relationship? So,
2: yeah, so so David Nayer was one of our co-founders at Bowfly, and he was involved right from the beginning of when we acquired the assets from Edgeware Analytics. So Edgeware Analytics, our first client was actually a company called Business Loan Express, and so. I mentioned we were developing credit scores, it became critical for us to get our hands on loan data. And it was a, a visionary CEO of Business Loan Express, Bobby Tannenhauser, who took a cold call from me to this day. I'm not sure if he thinks that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> we still remain exceptionally close and he still helps us today. And so he contributed the data from BLX. At that point, I would have first met David Nayer, and David joined Bobby and myself and Brian O'Boyle, who's still on our team today, in getting Bowfly off the ground as what we know it today.
1: And it was early days that I knew David first. I didn't know you right away. I met David through a couple of guys named Al Bathrick, yeah. who was an old Bain Capital guy, and Don Graves, who then was a lobbyist, who had a lot of interest in public-private sector partnerships. And I met Don then, as somebody who, along with Al Bathrick and David, were deeply involved in the IFA's Minorities and Franchising and Diversity Institute initiatives, trying to bring capital to relationships that would otherwise find it difficult to get capital in diverse markets. And at that time, again, Don was just a, a struggling lobbyist. I think his title today is Deputy Secretary of the Department of Commerce of the United States of America. In Pre- fact, pretty, he,
2: good, pretty good progress, right? Right? Stan? He just,
1: yeah, he just spoke yesterday, I believe, at the fan event in D.C. with IFA. Yeah,
2: and so, you know, David's role at BLX was to help businesses grow. And and I think he, in the same way the comments that I made, I think he also got energized by being uh, being connected with the IFA and, and franchising as a whole. And, you know, we, we both spent a lot of time in franchising and, and got to know folks like the way that um, you and he connected. You and I, obviously, have since connected and, and, and others, too. But it's just a kind of speech. We're preaching to the choir here. But that franchise community is obviously one that entrepreneurs get a lot of energy from, and, and are happy to contribute back that energy. I know David felt that way in, in his time with us, and, and he's still engaged with franchise franchisees and helping them secure financing as well directly. In this in, in this case, instead of with Bowfly, it, it actually direct direct SBA lender.
1: And so, give us a couple of milestones on the path forward from early, those early early days, startup days, to where we can jump off at where Bowfly is at today, and then take a deeper dive into what it is you're doing today. That that path led to. Deal.
2: Yeah. So so um, that pivot was a big one, right? So we, in starting that first iteration of the business, we were pitching banks and saying, we, we can help you make better yes, no decisions. One of the first transactions we did, the lender called us up and said, hey, your credit scoring model scored this better than I thought it would have. We aren't going to do this loan. You know, we're a little bit surprised. And we looked at the underlying variables of that credit and we knew right away that one of our other lenders would love that credit. So we said to the lender, hey, slow down, don't de- don't decline the borrower. Let's see if we can go ahead and connect them with another lender. And that that idea of pivoting from credit scoring to matching up a lender with a borrower they otherwise wouldn't have known in a substantive way was became very compelling to us. So it became very important for us to engage with, in our case, the franchise community to figure out how can we identify those future prospective borrowers that would need access to capital. And so from very early on, we met some some early brands that were, I'll say, the beginning of their their growth trajectory and were able to work with them in helping their franchisees secure financing. And we've had very good success in helping that new franchisees get financing. And it's something that it's funny, Stan, I saw someone speak at a franchising event years ago, and, and a kind of a light went off for me in his comments. And he said, franchising, and, and I know you may disagree with this to an extent, we could debate this in pretty good length, which I don't think anyone's going to enjoy listening to. But franchising is fundamentally a financing scheme. If the franchisor had unlimited capital, they they may choose to go ahead and open up everything company owned. But fundamentally, it's a financing vehicle to accelerate growth in a way that wouldn't happen otherwise. Now, again, there could be debate that says, well, the best franchisors know that by having an owner in that local market, they're going to have a driver of that business, a true entrepreneur, and that they'll be in business for themselves, uh, but not by themselves, as we know. But that concept of franchising being, being a financing scheme, in this case, not a negative scheme but the you know maybe the british word choice of scheme of a structure made sense and if you can go ahead and deliver accelerated consistent Financing to franchisees, it's going to help brands grow, and so we really set out to go ahead and deliver that approach of helping that franchisee match up with the right lending partner. And to do that, we believed in this approach of let's generate a very detailed, substantive bank-ready financing request. We don't want to connect a lender with a with a franchise borrower that isn't ready to have that dialogue. So if it's going to go SBA, let's have the last three years' tax return. Let's have the key SBA forms. Let's have the credit report. All the information that we we'll Signal to the lender that this franchise borrower is ready to engage and ready to close their loan, and will be full speed ahead. So that that's really the focus that we've taken. And you know, I'll say we've pivoted a bit, Stan. And you and I have chatted about this some in the past. But or is shared, a, in particular, a couple franchisors. And I'll give credit to Jamba Juice. Jamba early on said, "Hey, Bowfly, we're really struggling qualifying our our candidates. We want to get a good look at their liquidity and their net worth, but my CFO is all churned up. It's got a Big pile on his desk, and he's a backlog, and he's slowing down my sales process. So, in working with that particular client, we developed what we now call the B Verify, which is a, uh, a a diligence done on a franchise applicant that will allow the brand to more efficiently vet a franchise applicant. So, if you were to show up and try to buy Java Juice, they're going to require you go through B Verify, which will deliver a criminal report, a, a credit report, and will actually verify their liquidity and net worth. That's important for the brand, and we deliver that in a very efficient tech-driven way. But equally important, as you guess, it's going to be important to my lenders to be able to know that the liquidity has been verified, the net worth has been verified, and we know what their credit looks like. That allows us to accelerate financing even more. So we've developed this new franchisee diligence or vetting process. We're doing it for about 75 brands right now. We do it for the Inspire family of brands. We do it for Driven brands. And we also do it for startup brands. So we're doing it for emerging brands that recognize that they want to make sure that they're adding the right franchise. Applicant that has the financial wherewithal, and they don't want to do that work themselves. They want to outsource it to a partner that can deliver it quickly. So, so you know, very long-winded, Sam, but that, that's kind of how we see ourselves as serving that franchise or and their franchisees.
1: All right, we're going to come back after a break and talk more about exactly what it is you do and how you do it and the services that you provide. But before we go there, I want to come back to the thing that you said we could debate. And there is no debate about the first part of your statement because franchising is a business model and is exactly that. If somebody is capital intense and able to keep control of his business and grow it out that way and it makes sense to do it, go for it. But if not, then the franchise business model is a good way to go, and literally then all the other tenets that are important to franchising and franchise relationships come into play in terms of trying to find the right people that are going to follow your system and build it out correctly, albeit they're not your subordinates, they become something of stakeholders. I don't like calling franchisees partners because I really don't think there's equity in that, but I think that your definition is correct. So if you're going to go the franchise way for the right reason, then you need to get it capitalized, get your franchisees capitalized, the right franchisees capitalized for the the right reasons, by the right lenders. And that's part of what you do. I think if I understood both lie, one of the earliest, I think, value propositions that I retained as a memory was that you're like a match.com, but it's a match two ways, isn't it? Because you not only want to get the franchisees getting capitalized by the right institutions, but most prospective franchisees will go first to their local bank or the probably the worst person in the world to try to go to for a business loan. What do they know about franchising? And oh, then two, yeah, I, th- exactly. I think I found over the years that there are certain banks that maybe even small community banks that some borrower in Arkansas might never find that's in New Mexico that would love to lend money in that space and you'll know that but the applicant wouldn't isn't that true
2: that, and that's right and so the idea of the of the, the match.com analogies is, is a good one So it's a fair one saying I think when we see if you think about match both parties are looking to uh to, to get set up on a date and so you so you're truly looking at, at both ends of the spectrum or both uh, both sides of, of the marketplace that franchisee is seeking financing. And until they can go ahead and secure financing, they more more than not likely will not be able to open. They won't be able to sign their lease. They won't be able to move forward. They won't be able to do construction if that's needed. And so the financial wherewithal and capital access is a headline matter for almost all franchisors. Maybe not all, some can do it straight out of cash and that's great. But the majority of, of franchisors and the value in the market, it's going to be, become critically important for that franchisee to access capital. But you're 100% right. There's another side of that, of that dating site and that's... Ensuring that the lender is able to go ahead and source opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't get. So my comment before of it was enlightening and almost liberating for me to start working with franchisors because they're entrepreneurs, but they are also very entrepreneurial lenders. The challenge that the average franchisee has and the franchisor has as well is how do you find those lenders who are entrepreneurial? One of the analogies I give a lot is there's a bank who I love to bring business to and serve their customers exceedingly well, as long as they're part of a franchise system that has more than 250 units. So if you're at 120 units and you show up at this bank that I have in mind, your franchisee is going to hear a message that says, oh, well, we don't lend to to franchise franchisees of systems with under 250 units. And quite honestly, I don't know why you'd want to join a franchise system that doesn't have 250 units. So says the banker. Now put yourself in the franchise sales department's uh, frame of mind that says, why on earth would you ever go see a lender that's going to give you the cold shoulder? Mm-hmm. And furthermore, have you questioned whether the brand that you're joining is the right one? So the idea of, of giving your franchise applicants and franchisees a path to find the right lenders is critically important, no matter what size your brands have. And so getting them to the right lender is we we see as one of our core value propositions. And we know if this were more geared towards lenders, as opposed to franchisors and franchisees, we'd be talking about the benefit to the lender of sourcing that bar they otherwise wouldn't, you know, wouldn't connect with. But your listeners understand that too. And so it becomes very important to think about it from our standpoint, how are we delivering value to two unique set of constituencies, the borrower and the future lender, because both are looking
1: for something. Okay. So we've got all of that as a foundation. Let's take a short break. And then when we come back, let's talk about how all of this works and how franchisors are able to get involved with your services and get their franchise prospects involved with your services and how it all plays out. We're talking with Mike Rosman, CEO of Bowfly, some of the most creative ways to help get prospective franchisees the capital they need to finance their dreams. And we'll be right back with more of that conversation right after this
0: franchise today will be right back but first a word from our sponsors
1: (laughs) Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And I continue my conversation with Mike Rosman, CEO of Bowfly, and I've always called you the match.com of financing and franchising. And it seems to me that people just take that and think about it for a second and they all get it. And it is a great and creative way to overcome some of that access to capital that seems like the toughest part. If somebody gets to a decision, decides to do it, and then the real slog starts with how do we find the money. So Mike, these days, how many brands are you providing service to on one side and how many banks are delivering for you?
2: So uh, I'll say through the years, Stan, we've we've helped franchisees from more than 600 unique brands. And we still have brands that we started with back when we started the company who send their franchisees in our direction. And we have what I like to say is an array of lenders to go ahead and help those franchisees get financing. I like to say array because we've had thousands of lenders who we've engaged with through the years uh, who have access to both lives, but we don't really want to connect a franchisee with a thousand lenders. It's going to go ahead and make their head spin. What we really want to do is connect them with the right lender. And so when when a franchisee works with us, it's our job to understand their financing need and connect them with the right lender or lenders, in some cases, to go ahead and to deliver for them. What we don't want to do is add a whole lot of time to the process. And if we're going ahead and connecting them, when we started, our view was, well, the more lenders, the better. Isn't that great? That's the measure of a marketplace is let's have a really highly liquid marketplace. And therefore, we were we used to brag about connecting a franchisee with 20 lenders. Well, go try to turn 20 phone calls to Right. So, what we came to determine was as long as we knew the competitive marketplace and what the average franchisee that we're talking about should be expecting for terms and structure and pricing, we knew we could deliver them competitive financing with the right lender or lenders to go ahead and connect with them. On the franchisor side, as I shared a little bit, in addition to connecting those franchisors and their franchisees with financing, we're working with more than 75 brands that are turning to us to. Vet their franchise applicants because what they've come to learn is understanding the financial wherewithal and the credit profile and the criminal background of their future franchisees is critically important because if there are issues about liquidity or credit, it's very important for that franchise to see it up front. And furthermore, we know we can accelerate financing if we have that visibility into the financial wherewithal of that franchise applicant. So that's been an important service that we've delivered to brands. And we see that product growing significantly year over year, and we've layered in the right amount of technology to have that be as painless as possible on the franchisee, but also the franchisor. And what we've shown is it actually accelerates their sales process by layering that step in.
1: So I think there's a real parallel that I'm drawing in my mind's eye to the positive things about brokerage relationships are better vetted candidates make better franchise prospects or better decisions about the brands that they're selecting. And it kind of works best for the franchisor and for the candidate to have been better vetted in some ways. This kind of sounds like that too, and that you're doing some more scrubbing on who it is that's coming, where, and why. And the due diligence is a win-win for everyone, isn't it?
2: I think that's right. I think if you think about the best franchise brokers, they're delivering a very important service, which is to help that future franchisee determine what is the best opportunity for them based upon their financial footing, based upon their interests, based upon their location, based upon a number of different factors. That successful franchise broker is... It's kind of bridging that gap. Some use technology, others use good old-fashioned elbow grease to do it and knowledge of the market. Our view is, as it relates to the financial wherewithal assessment, regardless of whether the brand sources organically or through a broker or right on their website, the or says, we do want to go ahead and get that detailed assessment on that applicant. And doing so, we're confident about them. But the, I think the franchise broker analogy of knowing where to place that franchisee with the right brand, they may say they want fitness, but how do you know which fitness brand to bring them to? franchise brokers can do exceptionally well in helping identify that. And we try to, do, to deliver that same level of value when we're connecting with a lender to make sure it's the right lender for that franchisee.
1: So in the brokerage community, we know that not all brands are broker-centric, that some brands are too small or they're too early stage or not any number of reasons. Broker relationships don't always hold water. In your world, though, it would seem to me that there's nobody that doesn't need money. And whether it's an early stage or a later stage brand, Really wouldn't matter as much in my mind. I don't know that that's correct, though. So that's why you're here is to answer that. And well, and,
2: and so I, I, you know, I think your I think your your positions is largely right. Saying I'll, I'll adjust it a little bit. Where I think it's hundred percent right is the franchisor should always be vetting their franchise out. And so there are brands out there. You and I chatted about one the other day, which is a very low capital expense. I would still argue that the brand is is well suited to diligence those those future franchise franchisees looking at their criminal background check, looking at their credit check, and even looking at their liquidity to make sure that this person has the financial wherewithal. So from that standpoint, I actually believe whether the capital investment is $5,000 for a home-based startup franchise or a million dollars with a meaningful construction build-out, et cetera, or beyond... I think every brand should be diligent in their franchise applicant. The simple fact is there are some very low capital brands that likely aren't going to be able to bring in bank financing for their franchisees, and that's okay. It just so happens it's a very small minority of the market.
1: So who's the sweet spot for you, Mike? What type of brands are you looking to establish relationships with? Is there anyone who should disqualify themselves from an early stage conversation to find out? Or is it fair game that anybody who's got an FTD and is a viable concept that's not not going to be disqualified by the SBA, whether they find their way to you or not. I mean, there's only so much you can do, right? They have to be qualified as a viable brand.
2: So I actually like that question a lot, Stan. I think it's, to me, gets to the the nub of, of kind of what we're up to. And, and it does break off into two different pieces. So the piece I was referring to earlier about that vetting the franchise out mm-hmm. any and all brand who are serious about growing through franchising can have us on the shelf. We don't have a capital. You know, There's no upfront expense. There's no software to onboard. We can bring a a customer, even if they're only going to do one diligence next year, they should be vetting their franchisees. We'd love them to use Bowfly. At a minimum, they should be getting a criminal credit and looking at liquidity and net worth of their franchisees, whether they do it on their own or someone else or through Bowfly. And Bowfly would certainly love the opportunity. We take all coverage on that sense. As it relates to securing bank financing, there definitively are going to be challenges for different types of brands for different types of reasons. So for a long period of time, and actually by far the most the most common type of financing we place is SBA. Because as I mentioned before, we're helping so many startup franchisees and startup franchisee financing is almost always going to fit well into SBA because the federal government says, hey, dear bank, I'm going to backstop you if something goes wrong. And bankers aren't very comfortable with startups in general. Okay, so SBA becomes very common. There are brands that are SBA ineligible. And so for a period of time, we may say to that brand that's SBA ineligible, and for instance, a category of passive income is, is ineligible. And so the salon suite market would fall into that. We said for a very long time, hey, it's very difficult for us to place those loans. I don't know if you need our help to tell you that. We're just going to have a challenging time. But what we've very recently been able to to determine is we do have a couple conventional lenders who are willing to do salon suite concepts and we've been able to show that we've been getting conventional financing. So from time to time, there are brands that we may at Bowfly say, this is going to be challenging and here's why. And we'll be very forthright on that front. If we don't think we can be helpful getting franchisees financing, we'll be the first to tell you. So I think as it stands right now, getting back to your question, our sweet spot is that brand that knows their franchisees should be accessed bank financing, that's right in our wheelhouse. And maybe it's that $200,000 to $700,000 project. A good example on the startup side or the, the younger younger brand side is Scent Hound Dog Grooming Service. So Scent Hound is a young brand. They're growing fast and they rely on us to diligence their franchisees. On the flip side, we also do that for Buffalo Wild Wing and we do it for Arby's and we do it for Meineke and Mako. So There's an array of brands that we're doing it for. We're doing it on the startup side or the emerging brand side, and we're doing it for the very mature brand side.
1: So nobody too small, nobody too large. We talked a bit about brokerage we didn't talk about the price tag that comes along with brokerage. What kind of price tag would come along with the vetting services that you provide for these franchisors, be they early stage or later?
2: Yeah. So we've built a product that is fully bundled. So we have a criminal background check, which goes down to the county level. And and if you stand, you've lived in seven different counties, let's say, we're going to pull on every county. We're not going to change the pricing on that. So we go criminal down to the county level. We do national registries as well. We do a credit report with credit score. And we're actually going to verify liquidity and net worth, which means that we're going to pull your bank information with your login data. And we're going to pull that information seamlessly for you. If you say, well, geez, I don't feel comfortable doing that. That's okay. We'll give you another path. You can upload your bank statements to us securely. That whole service is bundled as as a single report per franchise Group. So if it's you and two partners, we're going to charge the brand $199 for that service. And we found that for the right brand that we're able to deliver financing for as well, we've been able, even able to subsidize that cost out of the gates to say, hey, we're going to waive that for the next period of time so we can answer the question about whether we can generate appropriate fee income on the lending side so that we're able to cover that fee for you. But we have no no setup costs, no annual membership fee. We're just charging on that uh, per report basis, Stan.
1: Which tells me that your costs are absolutely no barrier to entry. There's no reason on earth that a franchisor would balk at that. What about the software interfaces like you and I have been threatening to do for so long with FRM? I know you've already got one with FranConnect. Are yeah. there other pieces and parts that make this an easier decision for a franchisor to make?
2: Yeah, so franchise. So for the franchisor side, really the fundamental concept is they need to invite their franchise applicant to go through our diligence process. We provide them with a templated email and we give them their own brand branded link and that link puts the franchise applicant into our diligence process they then have the franchisor has their own login they can log in and see is the background check check back, but the credit report's not yet. I'm really anxious. I keep checking, keep checking. But we're turning those reports around in in you know very rapidly. Um, when we get all that information, we send it back within 48 hours. And so we make the tech seamless, but we make it very easy for the order to put that in place. And we've we believe in making it as painless as possible. Look, you know this, Stan. I'm a longtime sales guy. I don't want to put anything that might challenge my sales process. I want it to be as seamless as possible. And so one of my biggest challenges. is is reminding or educating that franchise salesperson that we're not going to hurt their process. We're going to help it there's that concern of change. And so we've made it as painless as possible for the franchisor to invite in their applicant, go through our technology and they're done. That franchise applicant's done in no time. We deliver that report back to the franchisor and they're full speed ahead.
1: We're at the point where it's time for me to ask you if there's a burning question that you wished i asked and didn't, what would it be?
2: Stan, I don't, I don't think you've missed any. I think you've gotten them all. I think from a growth standpoint, we did a transaction a couple of years ago where we were acquired by... A bank, you know, the banks have to be headquartered out of New Jersey. They're about an eight billion dollars in assets today. It's called Connect One Bank. We fully operate independently. We are wholly owned subsidiary. But you go to Bowfly.com and thinking about Bowfly, you're not thinking about Connect One Bank. Connect One is open to being a lender on Bowfly, but they're just one of many. And we were not acquired by the bank to source them loans. What we were required for is to grow Bowfly, to generate fee income, to engage in a market that they haven't been in before franchising. And so the piece I would I would bring up is that transaction has provided us more capital to grow, more capital to invest in technology. And because we're owned by a regulated bank, we're now regulated. And so the technology we deliver is bank level security that folks should be very proud to send their franchisees to, knowing that they're in a secure and safe place. So that would be the only thing I'd add, Stan. But otherwise, I, mean, I think you ticked it all off.
1: Well, then the last thing that I can ask you to do is to provide some contact info. So those who are listening and want to reach back out your way have easy access and a way to find you.
2: Sure. The, the best way is to go to bowfly.com. That's B O E F as in Frank L Y.com. Our contact form's there. You can always email me. I'm M Rosman, M R O Z man at bowfly.com. And we would love to connect.
1: Mike, really appreciate you coming to deliver this to us here today. And the next time we talk, I'm sincerely hoping it's face-to-face. I love it. Thanks, Dan, for having me on. I uh,
2: appreciate your time.
1: Mike Rosman, CEO of Bowfly. Thanks for joining us. Well, that's a wrap for today. Next week, after several twists and turns, it looks like we'll finally be getting together with Joe Seavey, Vice President of Franchise Development at Inspire Brands, franchisors of Arby's, Duncan, Baskin-Robbins, Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic, Jimmy John's, and Rusty Taco. Until then...